Hi, I'm Kalen Belair here with uh, NCI Studios, and uh, on the phone we have Sheldon, the uh, the president of the NFA, the National Firearms Association. How are you doing, Sheldon? Pretty well, Kalen. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. So, uh, why don't you start us off, kind of at the at the beginning? How did the how did the NFA get started? Oh, the National Firearms Association really got started in the 1970s under the leadership of Bill Jones and other far-sighted individuals who were concerned about pending firearms control legislation that would bring in the firearms acquisition certificate and begin classifying firearms amongst a number of other measures. It would start uh, creating a category called prohibited and, and start to make some firearms in Canada illegal for some people to own, and yet others would be grandfathered in their ownership. It was really the beginning of the civil disarmament agenda which has been going on for the past 50 years in Canada. Mm-hmm. The NFA uh, went into a bit of dormancy after Bill C-51 passed and was brought in in 1978. It was rejuvenated in 1984 under the leadership of David Tomlinson and Ray Laycock and grew slowly from that time uh, through to the time of Kim Campbell. Uh, her, in her era, has a progressive uh, conservative justice minister when she brought in Bill C-80 first, which was withdrawn after a great deal of resistance, and then replaced with Bill C-17, which was passed and brought into a number of things such as magazine restrictions, banned several firearms by ordering counsel, and otherwise began a very strong anti-individual freedom firearms control regime which was subsequently built upon by the Liberals in their bill, C-68 in 1995. Mm-hmm. The NFA uh, continued to grow in that time, building alliances with other like-minded groups across the country. There were various provincial uh, firearms associations established, responsible firearms owners uh, groups, and so on, and other groups that were very resistant to the concept of licensing and registration of firearms. But the real impetus, I think, came for the NFA with, with Bill C-68 um, under the Kretchen regime with Alan Rock as the Justice Minister. I was involved through those times, uh, around the time from Kim Campbell forward, and I was present in debates and discussions with her, uh, telling her what a terrible mistake she was making. I was present <laughs> in meetings with Alan Rock and other uh, significant participants in the, in the firearms rights community where we explained to Mr. Rock that what he was doing was unacceptable, draconian, and unnecessary. And we worked very hard to see these anti-individual rights and freedoms groups in government defeated in subsequent elections. Hmm. We saw uh, the attempt by Paul Martin to do a national handgun ban defeated, and with the arrival of the conservatives which was after the merger, of course, of the, of the Reform Party with the, the uh, Progressive Conservatives and their various incarnations of names. And we saw the government of Stephen Harper actually do the first significant rollback of bad firearms control law with the ending of the so-called long gun registry. Now, the promise had been made to repeal the legislation from the 1990s, and we didn't see that completely happen. And part of the reason for that is 
there's been tremendous buy-in to the successive aspect of liberal gun control. Mm. So that successive buy-in to gun control has really ramped up the resistance to this and spawned the growth of significant uh, new membership and fundraising capability for the National Firearms Association, such that we almost doubled our membership in the period from 2008 to the present day. Mm-hmm. So uh, we hear a lot about uh, a lot of talk about uh, kind of gun control and gun safety nowadays, with uh, especially with the Liberals' um, buyback program. There, are you are you guys kind of involved with that, or how is that working? Well, well, this has never really been about public safety. Mm-hmm. This has always been about civil disarmament. Uh, the research is pretty clear that none of the liberal gun control brought in in the last 50 years, and I include Kim Campbell's red Tory liberal gun control in this, have had anything whatsoever to do with changing crime rates. It, it simply doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people of ill intent still go through and get the stuff. And now the recent thing with this so-called buyback, which is in fact just legislated theft of people's property using their own tax dollars to pay for it, is completely unacceptable, appalling, and something that we are lobbying heavily against mm-hmm. and also challenging in court with the Cassie Premack, uh, it used to be Parker, but Cassie Premack versus Canada case involving her company KKS Tactical, a case which the NFA has committed to fully funding through donations and support that we receive in that matter. Okay, yeah. So, so, so what is the NFA kind of looking for here in, in terms of, of uh, uh, gun laws and, and firearms law reform? Well, I think what we need to see is a commitment to review and repeal significant aspects of what we have for gun control. Because, as I've said, gun control is not about public safety. Mm-hmm. Bad people or those with ill intent will always find a way to do bad things, regardless of whether or not there is a licensing or registration regime in place. Yeah, they'll find it's a way. the case that that has not prevented bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So what, what, we're, what we're doing about it is we want significant repeal. If we're to do anything at all, it has to be based on the good old common law principles of innocent until proven guilty, which means that if someone has done something uh, showing that they're not responsible, that they're not a lawful person, uh, something violent, something... Uh, that is very clearly directed uh, against uh, polite society, then they should get put on a list and not be allowed to engage in legal purchase of firearms. Mm-hmm. But that still doesn't prevent illicit purchase. Yeah. And that, that does not prevent theft. It does not prevent any aspect of access to weaponry or dangerous things that they can use to fulfill their agenda. I, I had a criticism given to me once when I was working on changes to the explosives act to the benefit of, of people who hand load and store ammunition in their homes. And I pointed it out to the, the one representative of the government that almost every family in Canada has access to a, a major explosive device on the back of their of their deck or on their balcony of their apartment. And it's referred to as a barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Because a propane barbecue tank can be an absolutely devastating device if misused. And he said, well, we don't want to get into the regulation of barbecue tanks. He says, although you're right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you spoke about significant repeal. So that's kind of your goal. And what's what's maybe one of the biggest problems that you you guys have in into achieving those goals? Well, the pro- part of the problem is that significant numbers of people have bought into liberal gun control. Uh, there are lots of people who think that the license is a great idea, and they mistakenly believe that this somehow prevents bad people from getting firearms or prevents people from doing bad things. That's mm-hmm. simply not the case. Putting a, putting a piece of paper or a plastic card beside, the, beside a person or a firearm it does not prevent subsequent bad choices. Mm-hmm. So buy-in to liberal gun control by successive governments is a major obstacle for us to overcome. And the diffusion of opinion and the, and the differences of, of effort with regards to that is the biggest problem. Uh, we have groups out there who think the license is the greatest thing ever, and promote uh, licensing of individuals as a, an effective means of gun control when it clearly is not. That's our, one of our major obstacles. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess if, uh, if people want to learn more uh, about you guys, about the NFA and uh, what you guys uh, are, are doing and your goals, uh, where, where should they head? Well, the easiest way to find out about NFA is to go to nfa.ca. We have our website there, carries back issues of our Canadian Firearms Journal, and they can read the informative articles contained therein. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a pretty good set of uh, references to material there. We also have uh, many of our media releases and public statements. There's also access to our uh, podcast that we do, uh, NFA Talk, which can be uh, found with links on our website, so nfa.ca is a good place to start. Taking out a membership gets a, a magazine, which comes out six times a year, the Canadian Firearms Journal, mm. usually full of pithy articles. It's not, it's not uh, common for people to produce the magazine anymore, but we find a lot of our members enjoy having something in their hands they can actually mm-hmm. read rather than having to stare at a computer screen all the time. Nice talking to you, Sheldon, uh, president of the NFA. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, anytime.